Lord. We thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you that you've been here with us from the very start, Lord. We ask that you'll remain with us, God. We ask that you will speak and open up people's hearts, Lord, to be a fertile ground to hear your word that you're going to speak this morning. Amen. Let's start with our declaration. I am a child of God, so I am entitled to all the benefits that brings. Right now, I'm ready to listen to all that God has to say to me and to respond with faith, belief, and be changed by his word. Amen. So when I first began to think about what I was going to share this morning, I got about three pages in about thinking what I was going to talk about, and it just didn't feel right. And I felt like God was pulling me in a different direction, and I wasn't quite reaching what he wanted me to share yet. So I put my headphones on, and I put on some worship music, and I got my iPad out, and Alana was sleeping there, and I was sleeping there, and I'm trying not to make any noise so that I don't wake them up. And I keyed in because I knew that God wanted to say something this morning. And I tuned in because I needed to hear what he had to say because he wants to say something to you, to every single one of you in this room this morning. And I asked God, what do you want to tell your people? Because how many of us believe that God still speaks? How many of us believe that we still serve a God who rose from the dead, who is alive, and he still speaks to us? And even if you're listening on the podcast and you're probably thinking, I listen every week, I'm here to still say God still wants to speak to you extra special this morning. So I asked God, what do you want to tell your people? And I believe that God has a prophetic word this morning. And all that is is a message that God wants to share specifically with us. And Prophecy is one of the gifts that God has given us in the church to build us up and to give us understanding so we know how to navigate this physical life with a kingdom culture and a kingdom mindset. See, we are in this world, but we are not of this world, and our source has to be Jesus So when we have a prophetic word, when we have a message from God, what we're doing is we're inviting the culture of heaven into our culture here on earth so that we can live out our kingdom life here on earth. There's a passage in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, and it says, From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. They understood the times. I take that to be they understood what God was saying to them at the time, and because they had the understanding of the prophetic or the messages that God wanted them to know, they knew what to do at each stage of their lives. And I believe that there are some of us in here who aren't exactly where we should be in life because we're not really understanding what God is saying to us specifically at each season of life that we're in. And that's why the prophetic or the messages that we get from God are so important. So I said, God, what do you want me to say? I've not preached in a long time. I'm probably a bit rusty, um, out of practice. 
And God specifically told me to tell you guys today that this year, 2020, will be a year to build upon solid foundations and to take territory or to grow for many people. But the level of success you have will only be defined if you by if you achieve what God set out for you to achieve. I'll say that again. 2020 will be a year to build upon solid foundations and to take territory or grow, but your success will only be measured by if you achieve what God set out for you to achieve. It's not about achieving what you want to this year. It's about growing because you're successful in what God has said you should achieve this year. See, the thing is, God knows us. God knew you. That's his sermon series. God knows us, and he gave us a vision and a purpose for our life. So true success can only then be you being who God has called you to be. True success is only you being who God has called you to be. And a lot of us have had times in this past years and month where you've had to dig deep with tears and bitterness and sorrow. And I just love how this service has flown because I feel like my preach has been preached already, so I don't really need to be up here. But God is saying to you in this year, in this moment, now is the time to build. Now is the time to pursue, overtake, and recover all that the enemy has taken from you in recent years. Now, that statement comes from a story in the Bible, and um, we're going to read it together. So if we can turn our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30. And we're going to start from verse 1. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home in their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites, who had, had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag, they had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. So, David and his men were off fighting a war, doing what they were supposed to be doing. And as they fought this war somewhere else, the enemy came to their house, to their land, and attacked their families. They were doing what they should have been doing. They were doing what they should have been doing, but the enemy still came and attack them. How many people in this past few years and months, you've been doing what you should have been doing, but the enemy has still come in and attacked? So many of us think that if we're serving the Lord, that means everything's going to be gra all gravy, rice and stew, whatever you want to call it. But actually, when you serve the Lord, that puts the target on your back five times bigger for the enemy. So just because you're off doing what you should be doing for the kingdom, for God, doesn't mean the enemy can't come in and still try and attack. 
So verse 3 then continues. When David and his men came back and they saw the ruins and they realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. How many of you have had to cry recently? This story's for you. Verse 5. And David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captures. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, obviously. And they all began to talk of stoning him. But David, but David found strength in the Lord his God. But is the key word there. But means we're getting ready for a statement that's going to contradict everything else that has just happened. But David found strength in the Lord his God. You have to decide that when the enemy's coming and attacking your family, when you're in the right, when you're doing what you should be doing, you need to have a but moment with God when you're going to say, I see this, but... I'm going to strengthen myself in the Lord my God. If you've had some crazy years and the gates of hell have been breaking loose in your life, but you have fortified your strength, yourself and strengthened yourself and you have dug deep, get ready for this year, 2020, because this is going to be your year to pursue, overtake and recover all. But you've got to have your but moment where you decide the enemy is coming, but I'm going to choose something else. The enemy is coming at me, but. And then verse 7 continues, and then he, David, said, said to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. So an ephod is like a robe or a coat that the high priests would wear when they were getting ready to pray. So I kind of read verse 7 like this. So all this has happened. They've come back from war, find out their wives are gone, their children are gone, everything's gone, everything's burned to the ground. They was about to get stoned because his men are like, yo, we went to war for you. And our wives and our kids are gone. We're going to kill you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? David strengthens himself in the Lord. And he's like, Bring me the ephod, which is the thing I'm going to use to pray. I take that as David saying, oh, I'm ready to fight. I am ready to fight. Bring me my boxing gloves. I am ready to fight. So let's carry on. So Abiathar then brought it. And then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them you will surely recover everything that was taken from you. And in the New King James Version, it says this, and he answered them, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail, recover all. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail, recover all. Pursue, this is the word for this year for some of you. Pursue, 
for you shall surely overtake them and without fail, Barry said, you cannot fail. Christians, we cannot fail in the Lord. If we are following God, if we have his word, his message for us this year, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail, you shall recover all. I'm here to tell you today that if your years have felt like David, where you've been serving the Lord, but you have been after attack, after attack, after attack, after attack, after attack on every side, so much so that you're now like, what is the worst that can happen? 2020 is your year to pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all. Recover your joy, your strength, your peace, your health, your finances, your peace, whatever it is. This is your year to pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover everything that the enemy has stolen from you. And verse 9 goes on to say, so David and his 600 men set out. And the story actually goes on to say that they actually did that. They recovered all all without fail everything was brought back everything that they took was brought back and as I was preparing this I I even began to see God's hand as he's woven through this sermon series because Vicky spoke about tuning into the frequency of God and tuning out the the noise and David did that in his passage because all of this was going on around him people were weeping and bitter and crying until they could cry no more because they had lost their families but David was able to decide I'm gonna tune out the noise I'm gonna put on my ephod and I'm gonna go and pray and hear what the Lord has to say for me in this situation. I also spoke about asking God what you should be doing and stepping out in an act of faith. And in this passage, David did that because he put on his ephod, his prayer robe, and he went and asked the Lord, Lord, do I go to war against these people? And God said, go, because you will pursue, overtake, and recover all. And I'm building on that this week to tell you that your success this year will be dependent on your level of submission to God, his process, and his will. Your level of success this year will be equivalent to your level of submission. Your level of success this year will be equivalent to your level of submission. God knows you, and if, he, if you allow him to take your brokenness, your hurt, your bitterness, your fear from the wall that you've come through or you're probably still currently in, and do a restoration work on your life like we saw in that video, you will pursue, overtake, and recover all this year. So what does submission look like? For some of us this year, Submission will look like submission to the separation. You know, the artist in that video that we watched couldn't restore that painting while it was still on the wall of the building. It had to be removed from the environment it was being damaged in to be restored. 
Some of us are trying to get our lives right while still living in or with an environment that's breaking us down, and it will never, ever work. God is trying to fill us with new wine this year, but he can't put new wine in old wine schemes. And what does that mean? So in the olden days, when they had old wineskins, it had already gone through a stretching and a breaking process. Now, new wine holds life. It holds power. And when you pour new wine into an old wineskin, it's still fermenting. And what would happen is the old wineskins would burst because there was no room for growth. That's a whole different preach that I've just mentioned there. So God is saying you can't have new wine in old old wineskins. What you've got to do, you've got to have a new environment for him to pour his new wine in, that the life that's inside the wine, that's inside the DNA of the wine, will stretch, and the wineskins will stretch with the wine, and you won't have the bursting. Some of us have some separation to do this year. Separating from environments that are keeping us bound. Separating from environments that are not allowing God to restore us as he would want to. You can't pour new wine in old wineskins. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says this. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. And then I will welcome you. Psalms 1 says this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does, he prospers. Galatians 5 says this. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Verse 7 says this, you were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, but he is the one who called you to freedom. Submission to the separation. Submission to the separation. Some of us need to look at our lives this year and say, that's no longer good for me. That's no longer good for me because God wants to take me here. God wants me to pursue, overtake, and recover all. And I can't do that if I'm still restricted here in this environment that's not going to allow me to grow and flourish. So here's the thing. When you come to Christ... You become a Christian, you make that decision, you realize he's the Lord of your life, he's, the, he's your Lord and Savior. You tune into God's voice that he's always been whispering over you because we love because he first loved us. You hear his promise of salvation, that you were dead in your sins, that you were an enemy of God, that you deserved judgment, but God 
died for you, rich in mercy, poured out his love in your life, chose you before the foundations of the earth. He decided you. He brought you into his family. You are here in his fullness of his grace and and in his mercy. You're not saved because you fear hell. You're saved because you know that you need Jesus, who is your savior. You are a child of God. You respond in faith to the message of salvation. You move from the enemy's camp into the camp of the Lord. But some of us still like to be one foot in, one foot out. And God is saying this year, will you, will you submit to my work of separation in your life so that I can move you to where I've actually wanted you to be this whole time? Will you take your foot out of the enemy's camp and stand firmly, both feet in my camp and submit to the work of separation that I need for you to have this year? For others, this year's success will look like submission to the strategy. Submission to the strategy that God has for you this year. Like David in 1 Samuel 13, we're going to go back to this. He had just come out of a battle. And he had prayed and God was saying, no, it's time to go back into another one. But God gave him a specific strategy that seemed crazy at the time. But that was the strategy that won the war. And some of you this year, God's going to give you a strategy that seems absolutely crazy. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. It doesn't even make financial sense. But you know that's where God is leading you. I and I had to do this just before we had Alana. We knew that God was leading us somewhere else financially. We just, he just blessed us with an amazing house, and we had a baby on the way, and everybody knows maternity pay is nothing. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, God. Ayo actually handed in his notice at work without another job to go into knowing that I had, we had a baby on the way. Now, I'm not saying that this is the wisest thing to do unless God says. And God said. <laughs> so we were faced with, okay, Aya's job runs out in three months. This baby's due in three months. Perfect timing, Lord. <laughs> but it was God's crazy strategy. And what that's now meant for our family is that the bills are paid, And there's excess to do what we want to do for the kingdom. Some of you this year, God is saying, will you submit to my crazy strategy so that you will pursue, overtake, and recover all without fail? So the story goes on to say that while David was gearing up and they were all getting ready to go to war, they were on their way to go and fight these people to get his wives and everybody back. And they came across a man who had been left for dead on the way. 
So picture this, you're all, you're angry, you're emotional, you're fired up, you're just like, I'm about to go ham on these people, like how dare they come and take my wives and take my children and take my houses and all this. And you see a man on the side of the road dying, but they stopped and gave him the attention. They fed him, they clothed him, they nursed him back to health. And when he regained his strength, they decided to speak to this guy. And they were just like, who are you? How did you find yourself here? What happened? And it turned out that this guy said, oh, yeah, I was part of this army, and we raided this town, and we took all the wives, and we took all the children. So what they ended up doing, they ended up nursing to health this guy who was part of the enemy's army, and in that was their success. But that is submission to the crazy strategy of the Lord. Because you would think, I'm going to war, someone's dying on the road, I don't have time for that right now. Well, God was like, no, you make time for that. And in making time for that, your strategy to win this war is going to come about. Because then what happened is this man willingly, because they had helped him, offered up the location of the enemy and all the generals so that when David finally got to this place and got to war with these people, he was so victorious because he submitted to the crazy strategy of the Lord that led him to say, just wait a second and pay attention to that guy who's on the side of the road bleeding. Some of you this year, God is ready to speak prophetically and give you crazy strategies that may seem like you're shifting your focus. I'm going to war. I'm going to war. Oh, wait, there's a guy on the side of the road. It doesn't seem like they marry up. It seems like you're breaking your focus. But sometimes in a crazy strategy of the Lord, he will allow you to take what seems like a segue because in that is actually the journey that he would have you on. And through that man, they won the war. Will you submit to the strategy of the Lord this year, which will allow you to pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all? And the worship team can get up because this wasn't ever going to be a, a, long, a long preach. But First Samuel 30 verse 18 says this, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken. And David rescued his two wives. And I love this, verse 19. It says, nothing was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David brought back everything. I'm going to read that again. Nothing was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David brought back everything. David brought back everything. What have you lost? Time, you feel like you've lost time energy, joy, peace, 
What do you feel like you've lost? God is saying this year, if you submit to my strategy, if you submit to the process, if you would allow me to be God in your life, if you would, like Vicky preached, tune out the noise, tune out the background noise, tune out all the distractions and key in and say, Lord, what do you have for me this year? Because I want to do this year with you. Like Ayo said, if you would then hear what the Lord is saying and respond in faith and stand on the power of what God is saying, then And as I'm saying now, as you would go with the strategy, as you would submit to the Lord this year, he has something great for you. He has something great for you in this year, but you've got to submit to the process. You've got to listen. And all these three preachers we've had so far are just highlighting the fact that you've got to be so, so, so tuned into the Holy Spirit this year. Because he wants to do so many great things. He wants to accomplish so many great things. This is even a word for the church. This year, we need to pursue, we need to overtake, and we need to, without fail, recover all. But we all have our part to play in that. It's not just Barry and Vicky. It's not just I or and I. It's just not your life group leaders. It's you. You have your part to play. Because David didn't go to fight on his own. He went with his army. He went with the whole army. And even though the army were bitter and they were weeping, they still went back to war because they knew that God had spoken that as they go, they will pursue, they will overtake, and they will recover all. So we are a church. Are we going to rise up like an army this year and get behind Barry and Vicky and say, you guys, are the, you guys have the vision, but we're going to go with you. We are with you on this. We are fighting with you. We are rising up as an army. And we together as the church, as Hope Church, are going to pursue. We are going to overtake and without fail recover all. Are you going to rise up? Are you going to submit to the process? Is there somewhere in this church that you can get yourself plugged in and serving? Because we all need to be an army together, pursuing, overtaking, and recovering all. They can't do it on their own. They're amazing and they are strong, but they need our support. Submit to the process this year. 2020 will be a year of progress if you would only just tune into his voice, act on your faith, and submit to his process. Amen.